Hey, Jen, welcome to the intro podcast. How are you? I am doing very well. Thank you for having me. Hey, it's great. I'm so glad we got connected. Um, we've been spending some time in the virtual green room getting to know each other, and I really love your enthusiasm. I'm excited to learn more about um, uh, what you your role entails, how you got there, and you know, in that process, giving advice to people who are starting their own careers. So um, where we usually start is just setting some context and you know, as senior creative recruiter at Kohl's, what is, what does that mean? What do you do? Yeah, so I am the primary recruiter. Um, Kohl's has two offices where we have art and design, our HQ in Milwaukee, and then our New York design office. I am the head of recruiting anybody who's in an art and design role for Kohl's. So anybody who designs clothing, designs textiles, technical designers, I also, um, lead merchant hiring, product development. Um, so a lot of different areas of business, but my primary focus is on building a creative network and bringing awesome creative talent to our HQ. And then I work really closely with the recruiter in New York um, as well. We share a lot of talent and network. I bet uh, that's a lot to be, um, to have responsibility over. And how, how do you go about yeah, so this is like a really foreign area for me. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it happen in like you know with designers and web devs. But how how do you go about building the network? Are you just hanging out and all? The, I mean, you must be you must be hanging out in the coolest places when we can hang out. You know, <laughs> things have changed quite a bit, right? Um, right. Honestly, like it is such a small world um, in the art and design space in the U.S. and particularly in Milwaukee. But yeah, I mean, I get to go to art and design schools and speak to people on behalf of Kohl's. A lot of it is through uh, LinkedIn as well. Funny enough, like a lot of my work is virtual. So reaching out to people, getting to know people. Um, hey, I'm a fan of your work. Can we talk? Right. The, the biggest thing is like, you never know when you're going to have a role and a conversation is never wasted. So one person introduces you to another, to another, and, and it kind of, it's very kinetic. It just kind of keeps going from there. So. Yeah. It's good to have great conversations all day long with super talented people. <laughs> I, it must be crazy. Um, given that, so I'm going to stay on this thread for a little bit. What are you seeing with in people, with people who are um, maybe trying to get their career off the ground in this area? Or even, you know, uh, the talented people you're you're talking to, what are they doing that, is working well in from your perspective to get hired beyond just a resume. And I'm sure these people have portfolios that are really great, but what mm -hmm. other things do you notice? I mean, I think it really depends at the level. I hire everyone from recent college grads up to senior leadership. So a lot of it has to do with your network at every level. So I think the biggest advice that I always give people is to be really authentic and interested in people and connect with people and have authentic connections. I think that's something that goes a really long way because everybody you know knows somebody else, will have something to say, will vouch for you, will connect you. Um, that's huge in this industry. But I think also um, something that I, I always really admire when I see it in a portfolio is someone who really takes into account 
what they're trying to do, right? So they have a customer in mind. I mean, we've all watched Project Runway, right? And these people come up with like these crazy avant-garde designs and it's not any, it's art, but it's not something anybody would ever wear. Um, but when you're applying to a design role at a company like Kohl's or Target, these are clothing that people are going to wear. So right. I think having, having an obsession with customer um, aligning with the values, I think you can draw connections on all those levels. But when you see people that, that are doing things that are like relevant, sellable, um, having an awareness outside their art of the actual business, um, that can be a real standout quality for a lot of people. Yeah, that's a great point because, and I got some advice from a mentor a long time ago and uh, because I hadn't uh, looked at myself in this way, but he, uh, he said, you know, eventually wherever you work in whatever role you in, you're in, someone is going to ask you to sell something. And so it, uh, for, for you to look at that and say, okay, how, how, how are they designing for what's sellable? You don't just want to design just for what's sellable, but if you be able to, if you're able to merge your talent with things people want as well, I mean, I think that's a sweet spot for a company like the companies you mentioned that um, would be hiring for that. Well, there's an incredible amount of thought that goes into design, things like I would never have even considered before I spoke to so many designers and artists in this space, but even things like when I hear someone say, um, you know, I try to always design a side closure zipper on a dress because not every woman has someone to zip up the back of her dress for her and she should still be able right. to access her clothing and get dressed. There's little things like that where you realize people are really in touch with the person that they're designing for. Um, and those that comes through in like the quality and, and the garment and the things that they're going to make. And that's, um, that's something I definitely look for and pay attention. My ears perk up when I hear right. people uh, think of, think of the end use. of Right. Same here, regardless of what it is. I love that. Um, mm -hmm. The user experience. Um, so I'm going to steal an answer from you because it's not necessarily in your, your um, view at Kohl's, but um, okay. you know, a little bit about, or a bit about the, virtual internship program that just went on. How did that go? Um, so like you said, I'm not on the early talent team. We have an incredible group of recruiters and coordinators that do phenomenal work year over year. And they were incredibly challenged to do this virtually this year where a lot of organizations canceled their internship programs or cut them uh, dramatically short. We decided to, to jump in and take that challenge to do it virtually. So I connected with my team and, um, there was some great insights that came out of this. I think for one, the way people showed up. So the interns, I think definitely this year came with some awesome ideas. Everybody was on their A game. I think there was like maybe a little bit of pressure not being in a traditional environment um, to show up in a very specific way and to be intentional about that. And then also our teams had to be very intentional about how we manage that experience. So you're not going to catch up with your intern walking from one meeting to the next or grabbing a cup of coffee or having a donut in the morning or whatever the case may be. You have to intentionally create space to develop a connection, to download, to talk about different things. So um, I think with so much of the workforce going virtual, there's a lot of learnings there and how we connect. Um, and I think we were surprised, you know, in retail particularly, you can have a lot of people that are maybe not used to approaching work in a virtual sense or remotely and it opened a lot of minds because they're like wow we really can connect from anywhere right. and we have this technology that we can really utilize 
Um, I think another component was just the gratitude, um, not only from our interns, but from our teams as well. Um, there, I think there was just a, a very shared experience of gratitude that, that brought to life a lot of great ideas. Um, and we also had the opportunity to connect people um, that we normally wouldn't connect. So we did these yeah. innovation think tanks where we connected, you know, in a large corporation, you're always going to have your, your traditional cross-functional partners, but we were able to connect people across disciplines. So people from technology connecting with product development, connecting with design to come up with these ideas and present it in like a three-minute presentation to our senior leadership. And it was mind-blowing just the way people approach their work, the way they innovated ideas. So um, I think overall, it was just such an innovative experience. Uh, yeah. There's things that didn't work. I'm sure, but there's a lot of things that work and, and a lot of pleasant surprises with the program as well. That's great. I, I've heard, and it, so it sounds super successful. I've heard yeah. from other, uh, others who have run the virtual programs just similar to what you said. We were able to connect them to other parts of the organization that maybe in a physical, in-person internship wouldn't have happened. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's, I, I think for those who have, who had the opportunity to have an internship this summer, they definitely got a good one uh, from, from oh, what I'm hearing. So absolutely, absolutely. And some of the, I mean, I've seen some of the presentations that our interns did and just some of the ideas that they presented. And uh, my mind is consistently blown yeah. <laughs> by, what, by what the kids are doing these days. I, um, I know. It, I know. It's, it's incredibly impressive. I think too, you know, like our, our traditional internship program has a lot of uh, bells and whistles. We're inviting people to explore our city and Milwaukee as well. So there's lots of events, there's lots of coordination, there's lots of expense that comes along with that as well. Um, and so to be able to give people an experience without, you know, morning yoga on the front <laughs> of our HQ yeah. or that would be uh, cool though. You know, going to Summerfest as a group, like I think we still delivered and still did it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's great. So speaking of kids these days, think back. So, you know, senior recruiter or uh, creative recruiter at Kohl's, um, we'll put that on the shelf for a little bit. What, let's go okay. back in time. And what was your first uh, career, your first, your first professional gig? So I had a really non-traditional path. I went back to school after I started my career. I grew up really not knowing what I wanted to do. So, um, and I was always envious of like people who knew they wanted to be a doctor or an artist, or I just didn't have an idea. Um, so I tried a lot of different things, but I was actually recruited to Kohl's, um, in finance doing auditing. And after six months, it was killing my soul. Like I'm really good at it, but I, I just hated it. Like it was kind of draining. And I had this, uh, at my orientation, I had not worked with one of the photographers at the photo studio and we just kept in touch. Um, just got to chatting and, um, had kept in touch the whole time. And I came to this point where I thought I was going to quit. So I went and talked to my manager and I thought I was giving my notice. And he said, well, what do you want to do? I said, I don't know. (laughs) He said, well, you're awesome. And you should be doing something for Kohl's, even if it's not from my department, let's figure that out. So he was awesome um, helping to facilitate some career exploration for me. 
And at the same time, this photographer who I had networked with mentioned there was a uh, creative coordination position at the photo studio. And he's like, oh, you love photography, you love art. Like, you should get into this. You should mm-hmm. check it out. So um, I was able to explore that opportunity and that would lead to the next over decade of my career. So I started as a creative coordinator. Um, so facilitating information between our HQ and our photo studio, the photographers, the stylists, uh, managing that process and sample. Right. And then I got into model casting and booking. And then from there, um, fashion photography. So uh, managing all aspects of a photo shoot uh, from the location to the staff, to the models, to the schedule, all those different things. And that really was um, the biggest part of my career. I eventually uh, went out on a limb and uh, pivoted to becoming an agent for a global modeling agency. So uh-huh. I worked representing professional uh, women models um, for, it's now called Select Model Management. Uh, had a couple different nameplates while I was working there, but um, it was awesome. And I think uh, throughout one thing just kind of led to the next, to the next. Um, and then I pivoted to this uh, for various reasons. Should I get into that? Yeah, I'm curious. I don't know if I'm going on too much. <laughs> no, this is this is perfect. And I'll tell you why. Okay. Uh, you said it wasn't a very traditional path. Mm-hmm. Yet what I'm finding is more and more of the people I talk to who are happy and successful have a similar path to what you described. And <laughs> I think one of the things also that I'll point out and why this is perfect is you were very fortunate to have a leader that said, wait a minute, you're going to be great for this organization. Mm-hmm. Stay here. We'll find a spot. We, we can totally. always use good people. And so love that. And then I think in, within that is a little bit of sometimes we think we have to move on. And I've done this in my career. And I look back then and go, oh, I wonder if I just would have taken a break or I wonder if I would have asked a question along, you know, is there another spot for me here? Instead of just going, all right, I'm going to jet out and I'm going to go to this next organization. And, And so I think all of that, all of that is super helpful to our listeners. And I'm, personally super curious like how do you do all that and then get into the (laughs) hr side so what led you to where you are today that's a leap right okay so uh, so i had to do soul searching and i really sat down and i thought about what is it that i love about all these things like i love being an agent what do i love about this and it was um people you know what did i love about being a producer it was really the people it was the creative environment. It was the creative human beings. It was helping connect people, helping elevate people, helping elevate ideas. Um, So I did that soul searching and around the same time, I was just kind of in the market looking around, seeing what is out there because I knew I was going to make a full pivot. I wasn't going to go back to production. I wasn't going to go back to casting. I wasn't going to go be a different agent somewhere else. So um, this creative recruiter position came up and I was like, what is that? So I just started talking to people. I knew someone, I, I have always kept a lot of friends at Kohl's. It was always a great place for me. Uh, didn't leave the company because I hated it. I just wanted to check out other things. Mm-hmm. So I talked to some people that I knew and I was like, hey, what is this about? Like, what, what do you like about recruiting? And I really did a lot of research and I was like, 
I think I'd like that. Like I, I want to give it a, I want to give it a shot. So I did. And I would say for the first six months pivoting from working in a modeling agency where you have half naked people walking around all the time, <laughs> the most inappropriate jokes and uh, pretty much no existing HR filter right. um, to working at a corporate HR was uh, interesting. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> There's a learning curve there. Uh, I would say for the first six months, I was like, I do not know what I'm doing. I made a mistake. <laughs> um, but I had, I have, I still have the same incredible manager who was like, you're doing great. Like she was so encouraging, um, really supportive of, of me exploring this role. And she didn't want to tell me how to do it. She was like, I think you can do this. Like, how do you want to do it? Or how would you approach it? So never, never really answering my questions, but continuing to ask me more questions that led me to my own answers. And, um, it's uh, something shifted. It started to really click. And I, I love it. And that's what I, that's what I do now. <laughs> um, it's interesting. You took a shot on something different and someone obviously took a shot on you. Uh, 100%, 100%. And I think that's, uh, you know, a lot of people are pivoting in their careers right now. And um, I, I think for hiring managers out there or employers, like, I encourage you to take a shot on that non-traditional candidate because they are bringing a completely different perspective than anybody mm-hmm. there. I think there's value in experience. And then I think there's so much value in diversity of experience as well. Right. Um, and for anybody who's looking to pivot, just take the leap. It's so scary. <laughs> uh, and you're going to feel like you're failing for a little bit and you have to get really comfortable, I think, in that space to then, you know, like you'll figure it out though, or you yeah. won't. And then you'll go do something else. <laughs> right, right. You'll figure it out some way. Yeah. So um, love this. I'm going to, uh, you've, you're doing a great job. Like, I don't even have to, have to ask the questions. You're just, you're answering the, the <laughs> everything here, which is amazing. One thing leads to another, right? <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. Um, I do want to ask you one thing though, because when someone like you does go through career changes and decision points like that, I'm sure there's no shortage of advice flying your way. Mm-hmm. Was there in this process, in your journey anywhere, was there ever any advice that you may have considered, but you were glad now when you look back, you're glad you ignored it? Yeah. I mean, I think like, you know, like a lot of people, uh, people had advised me early in my career, like pick a lane and stick to it and get really good at that. But I, it it just didn't work that way for me. I have really diverse interests and a lot of different things. And I, I just couldn't pick a lane or, um, you know, like when you go from one company to another, they obviously there's differences in cultural differences and how people do business. And like, I've been told a lot in my career, like, Oh, we don't do that here, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, maybe you should, why not? You know? <laughs> um, so I think like ignoring, you know, if you have a North star and a rhyme and a reason to why you're doing things, um, I, I'm all about challenging the status quo. You know, I think that's a good thing. I think it's also good to like pay attention and listen, like to ask the question, why don't we do that? And then if right. there's, there's a good answer saying, okay, I won't do that. You know, but um, <laughs> you know, being flexible, uh, obviously don't just go in guns a blazing. Like right. <laughs> uh, I have all the good ideas. Um, but yeah. I, I think challenging the status quo was, uh, was something that I had to get comfortable with and mm-hmm. has made all the difference as cool. well. Okay. We're going to transition from this serious stuff to my 
favorite part, which is okay. the rap rapid fire questions. Okay. So the only rule with the rapid fire question is that there is no rule. So okay. whatever, no judgment, whatever you say, love it. I'm so scared. Okay. So, and that's why we put the cool music behind it too. Oh God. Yeah, no so, um, what are you reading, watching, or listening to, or anything uh, that comes to mind at the moment that you'd recommend to someone trying to launch their career? Okay. So I read for pleasure, not for learning. Um, I love fiction and, and murder mysteries and things like that. So mm -hmm. I don't think that's going to help you in your career, but um, I'm a big podcast listener. So right now I'm listening um, to Nice White Parents, Throughline, This American Life, Code Switch. Um, I think the I gravitate towards these versus like business-centric podcasts because being a student of human nature and behavior and history and what was, and that's why this is, has been the greatest tool for me in my career is just understanding people and where they're at uh, in relation to how I feel or where I come from, regardless if we align or not. I think that's uh, incredibly useful or that's yeah. what I find useful. And probably why you have so much compassion for people who are uh, going through their journey as well. Um, I would guess. Yeah. And, uh, so love the people thread through your career. All right. This is, I, I'm just going to be honest. This is the one I love the most out of all the questions I ask. I know all of this great advice that you've just given in the whole first half of this, this is where it really comes to be for me. Okay. Probably because I have such bad health eating habits. Um, <laughs> what is your go-to food when you need a boost? Okay. I have a couple things. I'm like a child and I love string cheese so much. Like if I'm just hungry and I don't know what I want, I love string cheese. I like the experience of eating it. It's very tactile. Mm -hmm. um, so I feel like it engages my mind. But if you really need a boost, the the Blue Diamond Wasabi Almonds, have you ever had those? No, no. Okay. They will light your face on fire. You can only <laughs> eat like five of them before you want to cry. And like yeah. if you're dragging, like it's like boom, like it's just smacks you in the face <laughs> <laughs> awesome i don't always have them they're kind of pricey but but when i do have them uh they're a good five, pick me up we have them five five at a time okay <laughs> instagram or tiktok instagram i'm, I'm a gram i'm a grammar yeah <laughs> and they just uh launched uh instagram reels it's I supposed to yeah it's uh I think the major difference is it um, allows your videos to go into a more general stream of content that other people can discover, if, even if they're not following you. Yeah, that, which is interesting because I actually have a private account. Um, mm -hmm. So I think uh, with the with the Facebook acquisition of Instagram, the app is already you can already see some pretty widespread changes, and they have some things that are like kind of mirroring TikTok as well. I'm okay. um, trying to compete in that space. I think it'll be interesting. I don't know. I'm. I like to like snap my story all day long, like for my seven followers. Like <laughs> I ate this burrito. I brushed my hair. You know, like whatever the case may be. So I think it'll be interesting. Um, the evolution. Yeah. But I do get or, sucked into it much more with this like isolation. That we've right. Right. Having. Or maybe you. You probably posted you crying after the blue diamond wasabi. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like my face is on fire. <laughs> All right. Um, you've mentioned some podcasts that you listen to 
is there a favorite oh. or do you love them all I do love them all. I, I mean, I, I think as like just a busy person, like, you know, I can listen to podcasts while I'm cooking, um, while I'm doing menial tasks and chores in my life. Mm -hmm. And it's a great way to escape into a story. I love, um, NPR has been doing, uh, the Sunday read. And so they're just reading, um, different short stories and works that people have been doing. I, I, I love listening to stories. I love people's stories. I love people's experiences. So I think that's, uh, why I gravitate so much to podcasts. Cool. Cool. All right. YouTube or Hulu? Either. Uh, I don't do a lot of watching, but when I do, it's on Netflix. I feel okay. like such a, you're making me feel very antiquated. No, <laughs> not, uh, my kids, my kids, uh, on oh, Disney plus, lately. Disney plus. Yes. So I, yeah, I have one kid who's on Disney plus nonstop. Uh, sorry two because Hamilton is on Disney plus now. Good. Uh, but, uh, my other kids or the, the, the group of them watch Netflix because it doesn't have commercials. Mm -hmm. so yeah. No, my daughter, like. um, is six and just this year watched something on live TV and she was like, what, what is this? Yeah. Like, why, why did they stop my show? How they long did I wait? Oh, she hates it. Yeah. yeah. Like that's going to be a thing of the past. And they're like, can't you just get the non-commercial version? I'm like, yeah, why don't you give me $6 a month and I'll do it. Exactly. And then they don't say anything. <laughs> All right, so if you had a talk show, who would be your very first guest? Oh man, that is so hard. Very first guest. That's why it's the last question. I think, oh, I'm struggling so hard on this. No, no judgment, remember. No judgment? No judgment. I think I would want to interview Michelle Obama. I saw her speak um, at LinkedIn Talent Connect. Um, I just, I admire strong women and strong voices. And I think her experience, I read her book. That was a book I actually read. Um, <laughs> and I, I think she's just had such a diverse and interesting life and experience. And mm -hmm. even reading her book and hearing her speak, I still have a million questions for her as an interviewer. So <laughs> there you go. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jen, for coming on. This was super fun and I, I learned a ton um, and uh, appreciate your time. My pleasure. Thank you so much.